Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the podcast that takes a topic each week and as the title says, Cast Views. This week though, slightly different, well I say that quite regularly now, but I've got a voice for long-term listeners, you'll, you'll recognise this voice and this, and this name, but I'm really lucky to have back on the show Dennis Mallon, so hi Dennis. Hey Daniel, good to be back brother, I can't believe it's been a year, time flies when you have it fun. I know you've had a lot of changes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're on sort of, was it? I think it was August, September. I think when we recorded, it would have been August. Yeah, it's coming up for a year. And yeah, when you look back at it, yeah, you do realize a hell of a lot has changed. So I, I was saying to you just beforehand, we were share, sharing some stories about Vegas because, yeah, I had a big event <laughs> happen to me. I got married in Vegas. Um, people listening will have, will have already heard that. Nice. But yeah, so thank you for, for giving me some of your time again. Thanks for having How me. How are you? How are you looking good, by the way? I have to say thank that. You, thank you. I, I feel really good. I just, you know, it's, I, I was, I had lunch with my fiance and Leanne and we were just talking. It's been a really busy and a really blessed four years. There's just, there's a lot going on and I've been able to stay consistently busy and the projects are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, quite frankly, it's been a really blessed year. There's just a lot of stuff that we've done already. And what are we not even halfway done with the year? And just a lot of stuff coming up. So it's just, it's, it, we're in a really good place. I think we're positioned from a career perspective. And, you know, as we said last time, I look at this purely as a business. If you and I were business partners, I'd say we're placed really, really well, you know, to build and capitalize on what we've done and what we're scheduled to do. So I'm, um, I'm having the best time of my life. I feel the healthiest, in the best shape, spiritually, mentally, physically, and uh, work is just rolling. Things are coming in hand over fist, thank God. Excellent. And I should have done a better intro, so I'm, I'm mentally slapping myself. <laughs> but yeah, so just to introduce you again. So I think we said last time on the show that you've kind of wear many hats. So you yes. you are a tech entrepreneur, you are an actor, writer, and you're, you're now producing, right? So. Yes, I, I don't write. I review many scripts and I'm uh, I, I'm producing uh, a movie with a friend of mine, pretty much from grammar school, Mark Giordano. And uh, we recently just engaged with a rather large company in the States, very, very large production house. They're going to be our executive producers. And it's exciting because I gathered with Mark and another guy, I guess, six, eight months ago, nine months ago. And I really had an idea. You, you remember the song Rush, Subdivisions from Rush? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's such a great song. And it describes where we were raised, how we were raised, the culture, the high school, just the whole the whole thing. So th the story is based on three people, Mark, this other guy, and myself. And I see this other guy because he's not involved and he's really not, it's not based on his story. But I've been a straight C student from birth, happy-go-lucky kid, very middle of the road, not too popular, not nerdy, just very middle of the road. Nobody, nobody really knows me because I'm shy, stuff like that, kind of that story. Mark Giordano, good-looking guy, straight-A student, football player, musician, a guy you love to hate, but you can't because he's so sweet. Yeah, and I tell yeah. him this to this day, he's a lawyer up in New Jersey. And we talk, we go back and forth texting all day and we have a lot going on. And then it's like the third element of high school. If I said the word burnout, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, cause I, I know that's, that's my term from back in the day, but, and the story through that person's eyes, whoever that person might be. So it's a pretty comprehensive script and it's been compared to a combination of lean on me and Friday night lights. Okay. Now, okay. That is cool. Yeah. If you, run, <laughs> if you run the numbers on both movies, oh my yeah. gosh, if we do half of that, a quarter of that, Daniel, forget about it. We're off, <laughs> we're off to the races. But it's exciting because you throw enough stuff against the wall, you see what fits. That's always been my, my, my general mentality. I run out every fly ball hit my way. So I'm extremely busy with my, with my own career, my own acting career. I'm busy you know, with Mark producing and, and Mark wrote the script. I mean, he's such a talented guy. He wrote the entire script. Of course, I've had input with it. His, I'm his partner on this, but it's interesting how other people really look at this work and we're going to be producing it. 
and making it happen. We have a, co a conference call coming up to talk timelines, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just very exciting because it's not going to be a reboot. Okay. We're not redoing something from 20 years ago. Yeah. It's something fresh and new. And that's exciting. I did a, a Super Bowl commercial uh, in January. I was the principal on a Remy Martin cognac commercial. Oh, I okay. worked with Very Serena nice. Williams, the tennis star. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So that was amazing. That was that was a blessing that fell into my lap. I have two feature films that came out earlier this year. Um, Great people, of which I'm the principal actor, and uh, Tales of the Old West. You know, two feature films, and I'm the principal actor. And then you know, three other projects, and I'm also a supporting actor on. So I think I'm I've got to be close to about ten projects on Amazon Prime. And then you know, I've got friends of mine that Google me, and they. You know, I'm down here in Florida. Somebody in California sees one of my commercials or in New York or somewhere in Chicago. I've got a lot of work that's out there that I know my, my big nose is running all across the world. And it's it's kind of funny because as a business guy, as you are, as I am, you kind of sit back and you're like, all right, I've got a day I can catch my breath and breathe. Well, you know, what's going on out there? And, you know, it only takes one person of influence to say, hey, let's take a look at that guy, and you're off to the races. So it's either going to be from the producing perspective and or the acting perspective that we're just going to get so, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, build our ubiquity that you're going to know who I am, good, bad, or indifferent. And podcasting and being a guest on your show for the second time, and I, I truly appreciate you and, and all that you do and your listeners and viewers and everybody Thank else. Thank you. It means a lot because it's really part of my business practice. It really is. You know, I've been fortunate. Enough, I've been a guest on over 100 different shows nationally and internationally. So long story short, I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> As you say, it sounds like you, you kind of you're, you're living your best life. You're doing what you want. And, and I remember our previous conversation you very much have got that ethic of you want to be working and you want to do as much as you can and yeah. as varied as you can. Do you find the publicity side of things? Because as you said, you've got to work hard to keep, you know, your name and your, and your face going. And it's not just the, yeah, you can record the film, you can produce film, but there's a lot of work outside it. Do you, mm -hmm. do you like that bit? Is that tiring or how do you feel about that side of things? It's the nature of the game. It's the old adage, you know, you want to be out there, you want to be out there, you want to be out there. And then you get to a certain level and, th and then you're known and now you want to hide. You got to find the balance. You got to find the yin yang. I do a lot of uh, a lot of social media, a lot of lives on social media. And I've said before, it's OK to be unbalanced. It's OK for one aspect of your of your life for a short period of time, not too long, but to be unbalanced. OK, because in order to achieve balance. You need to work hard on one side so you, you can gather and get the other side. Now, I'm fortunate enough, we live in a small community in Florida. Everybody knows me, which is fine. I can still hide. So I'm not worried about it. There's going to come a point really soon with everything we've got going on where we're going to be in different markets and so on. That's okay. That's okay. Look, I've had many times, and I think it's a blessing that someone comes up to me and says, hey, I know you. And I, and I laugh about it. Case in point, Daniel, I went to the post office this morning and uh, I go in there and say hi to everybody. And uh, one buddy of mine, Kelly, goes, I saw your new commercial. And I'm thinking, OK, which one? And I don't mean to be, you know, that guy because yeah. I'm really not. I'm, uh, but I'm like, which one? You know, the one when you're, you know, jumping on one leg, barking like a dog. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember I don't remember anything. That's what's going on. So you really just embrace it and you just run with it. It's when people stop talking about you that you get worried. See, I don't yeah. care if people go online and say I suck as an actor. They're still talking about me, right? It's when I'm not talked about and I'm insignificant that I get worried about. I've got enough work that's out there and I've got enough work coming up uh, where Fortunately, unfortunately, you're going to see my big nose <laughs> well, a lot more. Well, and, and it's unfortunate you said that because what I'm going to say isn't linked to that. But what I did want to say <laughs> is the, about the recognizing you is, you know, I, I said it last time, 
you've got quite a distinctive look in the sense that you are tall you you know you've got the dark hair the dark eyes you know you are big built you you know you look after yourself um, you. and that's what i mean by big built you keep yourself in excellent shape and you work <laughs> out yeah yeah keep make sure that that that. Right. wait 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 <laughs> lose this weight. is the shortest episode of casting interviews thank you now, <laughs> Gotta um, go. you know just to kind of echo that so at the moment where i'm up to i kind of watched um the most recent thing i've watched was just hitched Sure. The, okay. The and and again and you know and again without wanting to sound like I'm blowing smoke up your ass as they say um you know you kind of stand out you've got that presence you had you know in terms of everyone else and that's not I'm not denigrating the other the other <laughs> actors but what I mean is you've got that that character so for you I think you're probably easier to notice because of your height your build and you, yeah the, 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 the dark you. features so yeah I I think like you said it's. I think it, we, we mentioned before, I think it, for me anyway, when I'm kind of watching you, sometimes the things that stay with you are, of course, great performances and great films, but often it's those, what's the word, you know, they say for us like the je ne sais quoi, the I don't know. Yeah, that, that. That, that joie de vivre, that. Uh... And I think that's, I think you know, and I think you've got that. So I think, you Thank know, you. that you're probably going to have that issue where people are going to stop you because of that. I, you know, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I said about balance before, I, I'm so, I know you're a recently married man and congratulations and God bless you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I've got a fiance that helps keep me grounded and it's good to be able to come back, you know, to a place where you can hang your hat and you can be grounded and be yourself because you go on set, you're professional, you portray a character, whatever that character may be. And then you've got to, you know, shake it off and come home and be able to be yourself. You know, so Leanne definitely helped me with many different things, helps me be grounded. We actually did an audition today. A friend of mine that I worked with, I guess, about a year ago, uh, Natalia Glass. She goes, look, I got a role for you. I'll put you in touch. I need you to read these sides. Yeah, what is it? Well, you, you run a Chinese restaurant. You're, of course, Caucasian, not, not Asian. And excuse my French, she goes, you're, you're really a prick of a boss. You're really obnoxious. So Leanne and I did the audition and I sent it to Natalia. She's like, no, no, no. I need it bigger. She goes, we work together. You can be a real, some, you know, SOB. She goes, I need to see that. So we did it again. And I just went full bore, you know, so you're able to act different things and show different sides. And I was, uh, I coach a few new actors every now and again. And I said, I always looking for, I'm always looking for the broken characters, the broken roles, because there's so much meat. There's so much things to dig into, Daniel, that I have so much fun with. You know, it's so easy to play. And I'm not being facetious. The Lily White Sheriff, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to play the bandit, right? I want to play the guy that's yeah. broken because it's a lot more fun. And that's really what it comes down to for me. I think my manager put a profile on IMDb. I like broken characters because it's, it's so much fun. And it really is. I played a uh, Russian thug over the weekend for uh, for a feature film. And I was working with the, this Russian woman and she helped me with my lines, pick up a quick little Russian accent. And the, the other the other actor, I had to lean into him and I had to tell him, I'm going to you know, I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to kill your friends and then I'm going to chop you up into little pieces. And we did three takes and he goes, dude, you are so freaking creepy. I go, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, hey. <laughs> I achieved what I wanted to say to achieve. I love it that that's the only line of work where that is probably the best compliment you could have, isn't it? Yeah. Anywhere it, else in life. Yeah. yeah. And you can get away with that. You're not going yeah, yeah, to call yeah. the cops on you. Know? <laughs> He's going to cut me up to little pieces. What? Well, that was it. Well, in, in Just Hitch, yeah, you 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 know, you were on the wrong side there, technically. And yeah, you got to flex a little bit of Spanish. There were a couple of lines yeah, of Spanish. Yeah. I, I heard that as well. So. <laughs> So is is that kind of the thing? Because we again, I, I know we did mention before, and I, I don't necessarily want to hark back too much. But you said about you know the fact that you you need to learn new things, like you had to learn horse riding. Yes. And actually, I think you mentioned then, if do I need to learn Russian? Well, give me six months, and yeah, I'll do it. So yeah. is this a kind of a, a side benefit of of this kind of role that you could you potentially need to look at different avenues of skills and sure. Sure. You know, metal sharpens metal, right? So if, if you cast me in something, Dennis, you need to learn Ukrainian. Okay. When are we shooting? September. Terrific. I've got more than enough time 
to come off and be able to, you know, kind of not, not fluent, but be able to come. And that I often hearken back to Keanu Reeves. Okay. Uh, point break. He had to learn how to jump out of a plane of parachute. He had a stunt man, but he also did it himself. He had to learn how to surf. Look at Rob Lowe. He was a hockey player, but he had to learn how to, how to play hockey to a different level. So if you're going to teach me these skills and challenge me to these skills, I'm all about that because I might be 53 years old. My age range is 35 to 55, but you're either growing or you're dying, right? You're either rusting out or, or you're just flourishing. I want to keep growing. You know, you mentioned Spanish. I've been studying Spanish for the last year. You know, I use an application. I use Duolingo. Yeah. They don't pay me for advertising. I use Duolingo. <laughs> and if they uh, want to sponsor say, this show after that, yeah, I'm, I'm open for offers. Yeah. Did I say I use Duolingo? But um, I, I'm doing that to just kind of grow my skills. I just, um, I might be cast as a deaf person in a feature film coming up. So think about it. I've got to learn American Sign Language. That is so cool. I'd love yeah. to get that role. I'd yeah. love to get that role just so I can portray it. Now, think about it. You ever see the movie uh, The Quiet Place with um, yes, yes. Emily Blunt? Yeah. That's all acting. It's none of this. There's no verbalization. It's all acting. That is so cool. That's what I, I want to portray. I'm getting, I'm getting the chills. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. And I was listening to another pod where they were talking about a show and they were saying about one of the almost like the background actors, and they they call it, you know, they they called it face acting, and and it is true. There's, you know, I don't know if there is a better term for it, but yeah, yeah. there are people that can just portray those emotions just from look, not even a word. And yeah. and again, kind of what I was saying earlier about some people that have got that charisma, it's those people where they can make you feel something without saying a word. That again can be the most uh, impactful. Uh, moments in TV or film, right? Sure, sure. You know, I, I often look at ben, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His role as Khan in Star Trek. And I, people yeah, train yeah. on that. Acting is all within here. Acting is all within your eyes, your facial structure and whatnot. And if you look at him and the monologue he had in Star Trek, he went from being vicious to emoting, crying, to just across the board. And I think it was like a five-minute monologue. That mm. is amazing. And that shows you, it's not, you're not doing stage, you're not all over the place. It's right in here. And mm. that's where, as you just said, if you can come across and creep somebody out or pull somebody in, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Now, I, I recently got cast, I'm doing a, uh, a stage play which I haven't done stage in almost 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm getting contracted for four shows in November. Thank God it's November. I've got six months to memorize 50 <laughs> pages, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm looking at it and, and at, at first, first brush, I'm scared. Stage. Oh, my gosh. Right? That's real acting. Oh, geez. Uh, and then I'm looking at it. Okay. This is going to challenge my skills. This is going to grow me. Because acting... You know, the, the mind, the synapses of the mind, acting, different skills, working out, weight training. Once you stretch an elastic band, it'll never go back to the original shape. Once you work a muscle, and if you do it right, the muscle is going to always have the memory of the size. Okay? Once you study Spanish, read a book, do something, do Sudoku for that matter, your synapses are hitting off. They're firing off. You're expanding. Um, you learn how to ride a horse, um, you know, whatever. You're always growing. And that's what it's all about for me. You know, I read something recently where, I don't know, some high percentage of Americans, once they graduate high school, they don't pick up, pick up a book for the rest of their life. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I've read more books outside of college than what I've done my entire educational career. Yeah, You know, yeah. I've done it on my own time, so I enjoy it that much more. And even in reading scripts, Daniel, I've got scripts that I've got to spend time and really and really read and really get into it and really understand it. You know, even if you hire me as a supporting actor, I want to know how my scene in page five impacts the entire story. 
So yeah. I read the entire thing and I need to comprehend it, you know? So this stage production then, is that local to you? Florida. Florida. Yeah, okay. Everything in Florida is like an hour, two hours away. So let's <laughs> yeah. say Florida. Actually, yeah. I mean, for, for us here in the UK, anything an hour away feels like a long distance. But yeah. Yeah. I think we mentioned before that we said that the stage can be unforgiving in the sense of you only get yeah. that one take right. But I do find, and COVID's something I want to come in, come on to later anyway, but I have found obviously that people are, well, in England anyway, there's a real desire to get back into live events again, you know, whether it's music or, or, or shows. And I think that, again, this is personal, I'm not going to speak for everyone else, but I think you get drawn in far more into a live performance because it, it, as, a, as an audience member as well, you don't get to press pause. You don't get to rewind. You know, you don't get to see, get yeah. do over. So you're more invested also as a, as a viewer of, of a live uh, stage show. So what do you think between kind of like the stage be the screen? Well, you know, I, I've, I've said it before and I, I'm not, you know, joking around with it or being facetious at all. And you said it. When you're in a live audience and you're on stage, there is no cut back to one, you know, action. You've got to keep going. Your pants fall down. You got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. You miss the line. You better keep going. Compared to film, TV, commercial, something happens, you retake. It really stretches your skills. It hones your skills. And I think it makes you a better actor. Now, like I said, I've shied away from it and I haven't done it in quite some time. So when I got the call, I was recommended by two good friends of mine, people I've worked with before, Eric Daniels and uh, Tammy Hansen. And they recommended me highly. And the producer's talking to me. I read the script. It's about, it's about Vietnam. It's not a lily white type of content. It's pretty yeah. dramatic. Yeah. And my being able to emote, and I've done a lot of veteran things in the past. I try to give back to the veterans and the military and stuff like that. My, you know, contrib contribution. I'm looking forward to it because it's so, so well written. Now, I've got to control more of my method acting and I need to project. And I'm not worried about that. I mean, I'm doing an audition with uh, Leanne. She's like, you know, I can't whisper. This is me whispering, okay? Because my voice just goes, yeah, you know? Yeah. And she's like, you don't have to be that loud. You, you're loud already, yeah. you know? It's just the funny thing. This is my instrument. So am I built for a stage? I don't know. Am I excited about it? I don't know. Am I nervous? I don't know. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and and but, like, like you said, well, sorry, you said it was a four four show thing. So yeah. that just feels like a great taster, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've always said my, my retirement plan, I, I want to move to Manhattan. I want to live in Greenwich Village. I want to be close to the E train to go up to Broadway, do my yeah. stage performance and take the train back. That's it. I want to hide out like David Bowie did, rest in peace, live in the village. But that's, you know, 70, 75, I don't know. But, you know, we shall see. We shall see. You know, Leanne says my career path is more producing because I find it easy. And let me qualify that before everybody says you're, you're full of shit, Dennis. Everybody turns <laughs> off. I've always loved what I did in my corporate career. I've loved organizing. I loved writing business plans. I love taking A to B, B to C, C to D and building things to fruition. So when I say I find it easy, I've got a certain knack for organization, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I am a little ADD. I've got to be. I must be. So I look at things differently than somebody else might, if that makes any sense at all. I agree. And I think we, the world has to have people that look at different things in different ways um i mean even podcast i i love the editing phase of it and a lot of people say they can't stand that they just Ooh. want to be able to put it out whereas i love it you know i find it quite a relaxing cathartic i i you know there's something about listening back and making a difficult cut if you can pull it off there's something about the success of that nice. and yes it can be time consuming 
and it's you know the fun bit is obviously the recording like getting to speak yeah. to people like so but the editing i yeah a lot of people complain about it and i i like it and i think you know that's why the world is carries on right because we all like different things and some people yeah. like the challenge some people can't stand it but there there there's something some somebody for everything mm-hmm. and yeah i kind of get what you say about the yeah, the the organize, some of us we're we're organized. Some of us we like the little bit of chaos, and sure. that's why that's why we both exist, right? What did they say in Game of Thrones? What did um, chaos is a ladder? <laughs> yeah, right. Chaos is a ladder. So you know, there's chaos to cosmos. You know, look at the universe. Chaos to cosmos, right? Disorder to order. Everything starts. You know, Big Bang, whatever you want to think about. You write a script, okay. It's disruptive to write a script, to put your thoughts on paper. Some people find that very easy. I don't. I can give script ideas and maybe help with an outline, but I want to back off because I know my strengths and my weaknesses. I've done that now with about three different projects. I've called up friends, people I respect, uh, even Mark for that matter. You know, you know, just here's a general outline. Here are my thoughts on it. And go run with it. I did that on the movie River Leeds. Uh, I did that. I did that on a movie called Textual Trouble. And now with the movie Carney that we're producing. So you know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Do I want to get too diverse and get into 10 different areas? Not really. I'll never direct. I've said that before. I okay, was an, okay. I was an assistant director on a movie a few years back. And, you know, a good friend of mine was kind of begging me to help her. And I said, look, you're going to hate me when we're done. No, we love you. Just believe me, you're going to hate me because I'm so hard charging and demanding of myself. I can't have the same same level with everybody else. Now, I tell you that, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn that totally upside down. I was asked to be on set over the weekend and be an acting coach to help the, the newer actors out with their lines, with the blocking, with their general intention and stuff like that. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. I didn't have any responsibility per se. The director welcomed my input. He was very collaborative. He was very easygoing. And I was very respectful because this is your shoot. This is your project. And he let me get involved, directly involved and tweak things and do this and do that. That was fun. Okay. Now, really no responsibility per se. Okay. Outside of working with the actors and and getting the best out of them. I found that a lot of fun. Okay. So that's, I don't know if I'm mellowing at, at an, you know, as I, as I mature. Um, but it's just, there's so many aspects. I don't want to get involved in casting. I like producing because I can put together a kick-ass team, a great director, a great DP, a great unit production manager, UPM, and empower your executives. Demand what you expect. Tell them what you expect. Okay. I expect proactive communication because let's face it, you and I are partners. If something's on fire, am I going to come to you when it's just a little spark or when it's fully aflame, right? If it's fully aflame, I can't help you. If there's a little spark going on, we can work it out. We can figure it out. And let's think about the movie business. Well, Murphy sits on our shoulder. I don't know what the equivalent to Murphy is across the pond, but you you get my point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. On every set, something will go wrong. If you're not organized enough and you haven't thought it through and done enough pre-production, you're screwed in essence. So you've got to, you got to stay organized. You've got to hire the right people. With the production that we've got going on right now, we were able to submit our wish list, wish list of actors that we'd like to have, wish list of directors we'd like to have. And really, let's see what we can do. Let's yeah, see what and, we can get. And, and kind of like any career, there's there's enough to do outside of... So, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that you don't want to do directive. Well, you don't have to because there's enough to do without doing that. So, okay. you know, again, if I want to make it a comparison to, say, the podcast world, I won't get involved in... I don't do politics. I don't do, you know, really heavy, serious stories because there are pods out there i know that will do it justice whereas i won't because i'm not necessarily of that mind or or don't want to do that so i will stick to all the other subjects i want to do in any career there are roles where 
yeah, I'm going to do this, but I might not step up to do that or I might not step sideways because I'm not going to enjoy that. And there's so much more to do. So you do often see it, don't you? The, you see the sometimes the progression of a of an actor is, yeah, you see them as a bit part, then they get a, a starring role and then it feels like they have to go into directing. And it's like, well, there are so many responsibilities out there that if you yeah. if you know you're not going to enjoy that or you don't want to do that, why waste that energy where you could mm-hmm. better invest it elsewhere? You're right. And it comes down to knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses. Look, I've got many strengths, but I've got just as many, if not more weaknesses. And even in my corporate career and the stuff that I've done that I've told you about, I've hired good people to make up for my weaknesses. It's okay. You pay them handsomely. You respect them. You enable them. And it's a win-win-win type situation. And that's what I've learned early on in my life, early on in my career. And that's what I apply to this business and life moving forward. Well, remember, if you're ever in need of a middle-aged, balding Brit for any role, <laughs> any, any production, you got my number. You'll be the first one to reach out to. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to jump to a question I had because you've kind of answered it a little bit in, in recent sort of recent minutes anyway. is um, I was going to ask if the opportunity arose to coach the next generation of actors or anyone who you see has got that, that kind of talent but don't know where to start. Is that something you look forward to doing now? It sounds like you're already kind of getting involved in that anyway. So are you excited about passing on some of, you know, the knowledge or or nurturing the next gen? Sure, sure. I mean, I I do projects for the different schools that are down here. Uh, I work with newer actors directly. I've been invited to uh, actors roundtables and stuff like that. I've always said our youth is our future. Okay. Now let's look at a correct, uh, a career perspective. The amount of actors that are in their 50s, uh, I can name a dozen off the cuff, they're busy, okay? A lot of newer directors coming out of school, coming out of whatever, are younger, okay? So if I can build those relationships early on, and hopefully I make an impression and make an indelible impression that they kind of like me, right? And I've helped them along. This business is all relational. You're only going to work with people that you like and you can relate to. And I'm hoping by sharing my knowledge uh, and being the gray hair, which I'm, I've always been that position. I'm a 25 year old technology executive. Guess what? I am the gray hair back in the day. So I've always been in a certain position like that. So yeah, I am more than open and willing uh, to share with the next generation. Why wouldn't I be that? That's the future. You know, that, that, yeah. that really is. And that's, that's a great question. Cause I've always looked at our youth as our future. And it's also like, if you can spark that, that interest or like said that flame, I mean, often some people, the talent, the desire is there, but sometimes maybe they don't have either the knowledge or the information. And sometimes it just needs that, that influence or that guide, right. Just to, to set them well, on the path. I, um, I, I, I always, I always talk about it's a business. Okay. I don't care if you have a job, you work 40, 50 hours, keep your job. Okay. Outside of that, how many hours do you have to dedicate to this? Because look at this as a part-time business. Now let's say your goals and dreams of which you need to write down your goals and dreams. You need to build your business plan. And when I ask new actors, you know, 20 somethings, 30 somethings, it doesn't matter how old, doesn't matter how new, what do you want to get out of this? Oh, I don't know. Just want to have some fun. La, 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 la. Okay. Join a club. Join a club. There's plenty of clubs. There's clubs down here. There's clubs all over the place. Do some weekend acting, you know, and have fun with it. That's cool. Do you want to make money at it? Yeah, really. I like to make money at it. Hey, I want to get serious. I want this to be my gig. Okay. We need to write a business plan. We need to get disciplined in our time. You need to do certain steps. And that's a whole nother conversation. See, I'm not going to tweak your acting skills. I don't teach the Kaminsky method. Okay. Great show, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to help you with every aspect of the business. I am going to help you with your acting, but I'm not going to put you into the model of my acting. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah. A lot of teachers want to force you into their box. So what do they do? And this is just my opinion there. I'm sure there's a thousand different thoughts out there. I'm not going to force you into my box. I'm not going to force you into my, my method because I don't want to ruin your instrument. Does that make sense? 
yeah, nurture the desire rather than stamping a mold. Exactly. And look, if you're doing some fundamentally bad stuff and on an audition, I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to help you with that. If you're auditioning and you're in your script and you're not looking at the camera and you're just stuck down here, I'm going to work with you on that. Um, and you've got to be open to feedback. You've got to be open to growth. But I teach a lot of people about positioning in the business and about the business of the business because that's important. A lot of people don't even think about it. You know, let's face it. It's show business. It's not show friends, right? So right. at the end of the day, I've got responsibility because if I'm your lead actor and you have an X dollar budget, I want to make sure that I'm doing good enough job where we, the collective team, can get a return on the investment when a family comes out to watch a movie. And let's face it, it's like an investment today. How much are tickets? And yeah. then and then gas. And then, oh, you want popcorn and a soda? You know, so what is that? Close to $100 night for a family? Mm -hmm. I want to make sure, and, and this is... This is kind of how my mind works. I want to make sure that you get a return on your investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You know, yeah. I don't know how many people think of it that way, but I put the weight on my shoulders. I'm going to be overly prepared to give you what you need. And hopefully you'll walk away saying money well spent. That's a, that's a crazy way of looking at it. And I really haven't heard that from anybody else. An actor, uh, a, a kid, the way the story goes, went up to Brian Cranston, the great Mr. Cranston. And said, Mr. Cranston, I'm going to go out to L.A. for a year. I'm going to give it a year and see what happens. Brian Cranston said to the kid, hey, man, don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Okay? This is a lifetime pursuit. And if you look at it, and if you have that mentality, it's a lifetime pursuit, you're going to look at things very different. That I'm going to go out there. I'm going to give it 12 months. And if I'm going to go zero to 60, I'm out. Well, yeah. How many actors can you name that really have done that? I don't know, G. Brad Pitt, but he had a journey in the beginning. Okay, George Clooney, okay, his aunt, but he still had a journey. Everybody had a journey. Okay, your test is nothing more and leads to your testimony. And that's how you have to look at it. It's a lifetime pursuit. You think there's an element now then of, social media and everyone can be their own star for five minutes 15 minutes a year sure. that they think it's easy because what, what you just said resonates that i you know i listened to a podcast with zach braff and you know okay. he was saying yeah. okay now he's directing he's producing his films but he started off yeah waiting tables in la and yeah it was a case of having to work two or three jobs it wasn't a case of going there spending a year and 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 trying to crack it, it was that, yeah. that attrition that trying to get yourself noticed and and the scene and yeah it's it's yeah you like you said you've got to put the effort in it's it's going to be the one-off that gets spotted and and is made the star overnight but i do wonder if social media is is skewing people's perception it's like what did our grandparents say? Ah, this generation is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we, we're still around, right? I mean, good, bad, or indifferent. Ah, global warming. Eh, you know, I, whatever. I'm not, we're still around. Okay. Now you hear AI is going to, you know, we're going to have Skynet soon. Terminator is going to come in. We're all done. There's only so much I can do. Okay. I know what I'm doing and I think it's working out. Are there influencers that, you know, you got a million TikTok followers and they're doing this and they're doing that. Sure. Is that important? Sure. Is there going to be a next widget that's going to come out tomorrow that's going to be important and have an impact on our business? Sure. Streaming services are having a major impact on our business. That's why the riders are on strike. And it looks like SAG's going to go on strike. So, you know, it is what it is. What do I have control of? I have control of my attitude. I have control of my work ethic. Outside of that, I leave it to God. I leave it to the universe. I leave it to the powers to be. Because again, it's knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses. Do I utilize social media? Yeah, I use social media or it can use you. Choose. Choose. What I love about social media, Daniel, and people have said this to me many times, and I kind of laugh about it. Nobody knows my political leanings. Nobody. My cats do. Okay. And yeah. when I'm wrong, my cats let me know, you know, and Leanne's dogs and the bird and Leanne. But outside of my own little circle, 
nobody knows because mm-hmm. I don't care that much. I'm not going to go on Facebook and say F Trump or F Biden. It's all, it, it's all screwed up. The world's on fire. So what can I control? My attitude, my work ethic, period. And keep pushing the ball forward. So when I go on social media and you see me on social media, you know, I share clips. I share what I'm doing. I share milestones. I, I share when I'm on set. I list all my jobs because that's what's important to me. Do some people think it's it's a little overzealous? Perhaps. Do some people go, oh, wow, look at this guy. What an inspiration. Yeah, perhaps. But that's the nature of the business. I'm building my brand. I'm building my company. And that's what's important to me. Everything else outside of that is noise. Very, very similar conversation to that kind of which I have with my wife in that I very much... Uh, not that I don't pay attention to the news. I like to know what's going on, but outside of getting the headlines, digging into the stories, I want to dig in a little. That's it. I kind of don't want to. And and the reason being, it's not because I'm trying to sort of put my head in the sand, but everything is horrible. If you watch the news, everything, like you said, is yeah. the world is burning. Now, I can't control a lot of that. I can do my bit at the ballot box and that's yeah. that's and I will do that. So what do I want to do? I want to focus on me and my house, my household yep. and my wife, you know, yep. and do what's right for the two of us. In terms of, you know, my day to day, I've got to focus on me, my wife, my career, and, and kind of that's because I know I've got an influence on those. Yeah. The rest of it, I kind of, yeah, what I can influence along, along the way, I'll try. But I think, as you were saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, I need to just focus on what I can do and what I want to do and let the rest happen. And however those cards fall, I'll know, you know, I'll pick them up and play them as, as they, as they land. Right. Yeah. You know, and be that as it may, you know, what, what you're, what you need to focus on, you know, what your goals are short term, long term, and that's what you need to focus on everything else. Look, I, I, I've got a, a few pilot friends of mine. And I, I reconcile, you know, airplanes. If something's going on up front, what am I going to do? Run up front and grab the steering wheel? No, I, I can control what I can control. And I understand what I can't control. So where's my focus on what I can control? Yeah. Period. Where do I spend most of my time thinking on the stuff I can control? So it comes down to a philosophy. And I, and I say this many times. You wake up, Daniel, and you have a nanosecond to make a decision. Are you going to be a victor or are you going to be a victim? Are you going to go conquer this day or will you be conquered by this day? And I'm not going to sit here and pontificate and tell you, oh, you know, I'm a master of my destiny. I'm a human being, right? I've got my my, my weak moments, but my my strong moments far outweigh my weak moments. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it comes down to. You have to choose, you know? So something you, and you, you you briefly alluded to, and actually I, I said to my wife, any questions you want me to, to throw at Dennis? And she, she did mention, because it's just hitting the news here, and for timing purposes, at the time of recording, it's news, because this will go out in a couple of weeks. But about the writer's strike, is there anything that, you know, is that going to impact you? Is there anything? So I remember the last one years ago did have huge impact on you know on a lot of the syndicated shows and that but is there anything that you're concerned about or well you know you you don't like to uh you don't like to see people lose money and you don't like to see talented people go on the sidelines so is it going to affect me directly maybe possibly yes no and it's it's interesting we do have a big onboarding meeting on monday and If you look at the history of these things, they're not too long lived. Now, from my thousand foot view, my understanding, very thousand foot view, and I'm not going to, you know, get too involved. It's about streaming. You know, residual income is really where the wealth is made. Okay. I know the residuals that I get. Now I get paid up front, but I also get residuals on the back end. The writers, it's my understanding, they get the same thing. Now, SAG, Screen Actors Guild, is honoring their brothers and sisters of the Writers Guild. And uh, I believe, I, I don't know, I haven't read up on it today, that they're going to be striking because of the same thing. Now, 
do you cut your nose off to spite your face? I don't know. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not involved deeply with the union. I'm what's called SAG eligible, which means I've done the requirement to be union, but I can go independent. I can go union and no one's really pushed me either way. So I really sit in the catbird seat. I tell you all this because we've discussed it at home here and there may be a slowdown. Things may pick up for me. I'm busy as it is. So I really hope for the talented people that are out there that whatever happens, that they come to an equitable solution sooner than later. I, I, I really do because you just hate to see great people sitting on the sidelines. Things just have to be fair, right? Yeah, fair and equitable. Look, I have no problem with people making money. I have no problem with production houses making money. I have no problem with the streaming services making money. At the end of the day, there's plenty to go around. There's plenty to go around. So just whatever's fair and equitable, whatever people work hard for, um, and whatever's fair and equitable, you should get your piece. I can't remember the exact phrase, but nothing changes unless it changes. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you, if you can't change your team, change your team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One, well, I was gonna say one final question in and around kind of film. Cause I've got before we go, cause I'm just looking at the time and time is flying. What I was going to ask is, so yeah, we spoke recorded around August, September last year. And now as, as definitely in England anyway, sort of the pandemic is almost like a, a memory. Yeah. In terms of everything's open again and and, normal, and people are going out doing doing what they want again. Mm-hmm. Have you seen and has it affected the your industry in any way or is that returned almost to pre-pandemic is it or, or has there been any effects on the acting in the film world? I can just speak from my perspective. Now, you know, it's funny because we were talking about that over lunch today and when the um when the vaccine first came out, I got stabbed right away. I'm in good shape. I think I'm pretty healthy. I'm not going to let something like that prevent me from working. Now, I live in Florida. Florida is like the Wild West at times. I think the state was shut down for maybe two weeks. It's just, it's just okay. crazy. Did it affect the bigger markets, New York, LA, Atlanta, Chicago? Yes. I was busy. I, I shot Daddy We're Back through COVID. Okay, it's on, it's on YouTube. Yeah, we shot eight episodes. I shot about a dozen commercials. I did six mask commercials during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So it really didn't affect me. I can't speak about the macro. I just speak about the micro. We were busy. We were busy. Excellent, excellent, yeah. So, you know, so, okay, this country has declared that it's the, the pandemic is over. Is there residual effect? Sure. Is there going to be residual effect for a while? Sure. And again, I'm not, I'm not too astute on all the issues because I'm fortunate enough. My, my children, actually my, my son's birthday today is going to be 24. He is 24 and my, uh, my princess is turning 18 uh, next week. So I'm kind of over that hump where I don't have to worry about the educational aspect in essence. Yeah, yeah. My daughter's going to be going to school, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm over that hump, I, you know, so we're going to see the residuals, I feel, for a while. Uh, is it slowly working out, working through, at, you know, my business, our industry? Sure. Sure. You know, I still, when, when I send out, I call it my kit. My manager put together an email. It basically, there's one line saying, Dennis is fully vaccinated and, uh, you know, uh, uh, is, is astute to all the COVID protocols that are out there. So it's still a disclaimer. It's still a line you have to have right, out there. Okay, okay. I'll take it off my kit in about six months, 12 months. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, you still have to make people feel comfortable. I showed up on set with allergies over the weekend. And I let people know up front. I go, you want me to take a test? I'll take a test right now. But I'm telling you, it's just allergies because it's spring. Everything's in bloom, et cetera, et cetera. My throat is constricting, which added to my character, but which is crazy. Okay. You know, sound like Darth Vader. But it just, it added to my character. So, and it, it helped because one of the lead actresses, the Russian was also hurting from allergies. Right, you know? okay. Yeah. So, yeah, th- there's going to be a little residual fallout. I, 
you know, I'm not in the know uh, to tell you exactly how much or what, but I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Okay. Okay. And are you coming over to Europe or England anytime in the near future? I have nothing scheduled right now. I am a part of uh, the Italians. It's an international crime drama. And we talked to the producer, Zach Dieppe. He says we're going to shoot in London, Paris, Dubai, Morocco. Okay. Have passport, will travel. I'm ready to go. Um, I do network with a lot of producers and directors across the pond. I'm ready. I just worked with a, uh, a very, very talented director from Bollywood. So okay. now I've opened up that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're ready to travel. I'm ready to pick up and go, but nothing scheduled anytime soon. Okay. Well, if you do, you promise you get in touch. Oh, heck, without a <laughs> doubt. We'll, we'll throw down a few pints and I'll meet your beautiful Absol- wife. Well, well, that's what I was going to say. Absolutely. I, 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 yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't pass up an opportunity to have a pint. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. But you've got to promise I don't go to the tourist places. I, I don't go to, you know, yeah, no, I, no, I no, want no. you to show me the local hangouts. We'll do it. There you go. It's uh, it's it's a deal. Absolutely good. Thank you. That that that's what I want. Whenever I travel, I I, I do not go to the touristy places. You know, I was in uh, I was in Savannah shooting a movie uh, during the winter, and uh, I I went off the beaten path, and I I found this bar, and they had a Pabst Blue Ribbon sign hanging out, and it was a little hole in the wall. I'm like, yes, that's where I'm going. Yeah. And who do you think was there? all the other actors, right? Oh, yeah. And so many colorful people where you just sit down, you order a pint and the guy next to you starts chatting up with you. Oh, what are you doing here? And I don't say, hey, I'm an actor. I, you know, I'm here to work and, you know, blah, blah, blah. What kind of work do you do? I, I, you know, and I'm really kind of playing it down. So after half an hour, not telling him anything, he goes, oh, so you're, you're an actor, huh? I go, what, what makes you say that? He goes, A, you look familiar. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> B, I've seen your work. It's just like, you know, yeah. why, why are you playing with me now? And it was just so much fun. It, it really yeah. is fun. So. Well, absolutely. It's like, um, you know, when, when you go on holiday, obviously we, you know, we've been reason if you can, like I've been to Vegas and you're only there for a little bit. So you do the Vegas thing, but if I mm-hmm. go on holiday, you try to, to like, like you said, go off the beaten path because I'm on holiday because I want to see a country and I want to experience the culture. And if I'm going to the tourist traps, you're not going to get either. Okay, a few other questions, and then sort of we'll, we'll we'll come back to to you know if there's anything specific you want to mention. But I've got some just random questions for you because this is casting view, so we it's have like to, rapid fire. Well, it can be, yeah. But it's if okay. you could go to any point in time or history, where would you go and why? Oh, geez. So I'm a Freemason. I'd love to go back to the days of the Knights Templar. I just, the the regal aspect of it. I also love, now I believe in past lives. I had a past life and I have an affinity towards 1800s New York wearing a bowler hat with a big tie, with a big collar. Uh, If you saw the the Alienist by Caleb Carr, I think it was on the TNT network, Oscar Isaac, Daniel Bruhl, Dakota, Dakota Fanning, I think. It, it, that was my jam. That was my jam. Gentlemen were gentlemen. Uh, women were ladies. I mean, that's I have an affinity towards that. But yeah, Knights Templars, what's that? Crusades, 1200s, yeah. uh, and the 1800s New York. Or take me back to 1990 and I'll buy more Google stock. <laughs> yeah. you know? So, you know, three different agendas, as you can see, right? All good answers. All good answers. Okay. Yeah. If you could be in any sport, so the top star in any sport, what would that be and why? Ice hockey. Oh, really? Yeah. Ice hockey because I played from a young age and I just didn't have the tenacity. Now I look back and I know from my personality and my tenacity, if I put more time into it, I could have been great at anything. Always look quite brutal to me. It's not as bad as it looks. Okay. Okay. It's actually something I'm just starting to get. Well, when I say just starting to get into it, it's a sport I haven't really followed. And I and I'm I'm in a chat group with some some other pods from the states. And I said, sure. okay, I need I need a team 
tell me which team. And then just because I've been to Vegas recently, I've decided that I'm going to support the uh, the Knights. So <laughs> As you should. Oh, my gosh. The Knights have been in the league, what's it, five years maybe? And they've been at top. Their first year out, they went to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think that's right. Their first, they went all the way their first year. So it's testament to the league and to Commissioner Bettman and just how great the system is. Um, and they're still competitive. I, 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 my, my teams are out, so I really don't care. But they're still in the playoffs. So, yeah, man, good pick. Good pick. Oh, now, I, I could say, I could say uh, Manchester United. Okay. Now, keep in mind, I went to high school with Tony Miola, John Harks, Tab Ramos. Okay, okay. I don't know if those names ring a bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I went to high school with, and, and even two other Olympians, Jeff Kapaki, Jennifer Dory, they were on the rowing team, U.S. rowing. Okay. So, you know, lower, you know, middle-class Kearney, New Jersey generated out a lot of great athletes. So you just, you just never know what path you're going to take. I'm going to keep my eye open because we get some NFL games over here in London. And I think this year I've seen baseball come over. So I'm going to keep an eye if the, yeah, if the hockey teams come over and I'll, yeah, I'll try to go see them. I I mean, you've got, I don't know any English hockey teams per se, but you know, you got Yammer Yager, which is still playing. He's got to be, I think I'm going to screw this up. My apologies up front. He either has the most goals as a professional hockey player, but he's close to 50 years old. And he's been playing forever, so yeah, just yeah. by law, of, law of you know law of numbers, of course he's going to have more goals. Yeah, so yeah. you know, yeah, that, there's a lot going over there. Look at uh, I don't know if you remember the name Trechiak. The majority of really class act hockey goalies from the National Hockey League come from the Russian school of Trechiak. Trechiak was the CCCP legendary Russian goalie. And now he's he's trained all the top ones in the uh, in the league today. So. Okay, okay, I've got two more. So the next one is, and and I'm going to put a, a stipulation here that outside of the gym, so it can't be the gym. <laughs> what's your perfect way to wind down after a difficult or long day on set? And and that's well, why I said because yeah, I know I know you're you're very much a fitness person and you love the gym. <laughs> so yeah, it can't be the gym. What else would you do to to chill out after, at the end of well, the day? Glass of red wine with friends with Leanne at the hot tub and just chill or just just a walk on the beach, just be by the water. You know, it really just kind of takes takes me down, just kind of decompress. See, that's something that that, yeah, that my wife says is that where we where, where we live specifically in England, we are without traffic you're a couple of um couple of hours away from getting to a beach you know you're looking more sort of there'll be three hours with traffic so but there is something so calming about being by water isn't it the sound yeah. of the water and just looking out in into it is 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 so relaxing how far are you from the teams well on a train it's, it's not that far but okay. i kind of the thing with that, and, and we are, we do want to do this year. We want to do the boat trip from Central London to one of the the furthest points out. You also kind of want a little bit of the the seclusion, the you know, to to find a little bit to to yourself. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the ocean and just not even necessarily the beach, but just hearing that water, yeah, agreed. Very hypnotic, yeah. It's yeah. it's ethereal. It's definitely it's definitely calming. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm a water sign. I don't. You know, I don't put yeah. much in that, yeah. but I know certain aspects of it. So I do need a water element of some kind just to kind of chill. Okay. Okay. And my last one, I've come over to Florida and yeah, we, we've hung out for the day. Uh-huh. Where are you taking me to eat and what are we eating? Oh my what, gosh. I'm what, taking, what do I'm you taking... serve me? Or, or I come to your house and you serve me a meal. What What are we having? Probably going to barbecue. Probably going to, okay, you know, have nice. a nice glass of red. Uh, I'm probably no. So here's a few things. Cause you know, I'm a culinary school grad. No, I, d- I didn't know that actually. Okay. 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 So, you know, I'm not going to make you beef Wellington. I'm not going to work that hard. Okay. <laughs> but I'm either going to barbecue steaks. I'm either going to make, uh, 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 just great accompanying sides. I might make tomato sauce, might make gravy. We might do pasta, might make meatballs. I might do something like that. Something you're not expecting. I make a kick-ass meatloaf. Well, whatever we do, we're going to have a great loaf of bread. We're going to have a few bottles of red, and we're going to have a fun time. Excellent. Well, 
Well, I was waiting to hear that answer, so yep. So next time I'm in Florida, I'll come knock on the door then. Come on down, brother. Next time you're in the States, let me know if you're in Vegas. I mean, geez, you know. Next time, next time I, I am, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm going, yeah, I'm sure, won't be won't be this year again, but I'm sure I'll be in the States again. So yeah, I'll, um, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll give you a message yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Okay, so before we wrap up, I just wanted, to, yeah, to say, was there anything specific you wanted to say? So I know you mentioned that the, the piece of work you're doing with your friends. So there, there isn't a timeline for that, did you say at the moment? Is that nope. still work in progress? Once we're green lighted, and I hope to come on again, you know, in the future, I'll be more than happy uh, to share all the specifics. But it is exciting. It is exciting because not not that it's a biopic and it's not a John Hughes movie by any stretch of the imagination it's gritty and it's raw and it's true. And it, it basically for a big house to say, it's like stand by me and Friday night lights. I mean, just think of that alone, thinking the analogy. So it really, if you look at the demographic, it's cross demographic, it's cross every demographic. So it's really exciting. I don't like to forecast things that that's not what I've done. I've just gone out there and I just busted my butt work, work, work. It's really exciting where we are right now and who we're teaming up with. When we're ready, I'll be more than happy to give you the update. You well, know. I was gonna, I was gonna ask as and when there's news, would you come on again? Because like, like any film, we need the trilogy. So this is part two. <laughs> I definitely, yeah, it'd be great if you could come on and talk about it. Be more than happy to. Okay, and as this is so, when we're recording this, it's going to go out in a couple of weeks. So start of June. Yeah. Is there anything? particular sort of that's upcoming that you want to talk about or is it a watcher space there's there's a lot going on and i'd say you know i i i don't have fans i have friends because people are joining me on this journey and daniel it's fun and i always i'm very open on social media and i put a lot of updates on there i am the only dennis mallon mallon that's up up there my son dennis does not believe in social media at 24 years old fine by me so i'm easily found out there please join us on this journey i'd love to have people be a part of it i, I tweet i TikTok. i'm on instagram i'm on facebook i'm on the truth i'm on every aspect that's out there you are very good at the TikTok uh, and the instagram actually put me to shame i should do a lot more so <laughs> i need to take a leave out your book and something you mentioned just as we were pre-talking before Yes. We, I press record and I intentionally didn't say anything till now. So you are, you have won an award and you mentioned you're up for an award. Is that something you want to talk about or not? Um, well, I, I'm up for an award. I, you know, I'm up for, I'm nominated uh, for best actor for uh, the illusion of choice. It's a, uh, it's a story written by a good friend of mine, Katie Payne. You just never know. I mean, I auditioned for it and uh, it's a true story and it's a pretty tragic story. She loved my audition. She loved my audition. And when you go into certain topics and certain hot issues that are going on today, you're always taking a risk. But at the bottom line is I'm an actor. You know, what do I do? I act. I'm not politically active. Like I said earlier, I don't care that much. But I'm an actor. I portray characters. That's what I do. And it's, it's a risky film. It's a fulfilling film. I'm really happy we did what we did and I'm happy she's getting the recognition that she deserves. And on that, I was going to say it must be pretty cool just to be nominated. I say just, but, you know, to be nominated is an, yeah. is, is a hell of an achievement. So to be also then to be nominated for a piece of work that means something like that then must be, yeah, you, you couldn't put a price on that then, right? It's humbling. It's, um, you know, it's like a milestone in a career. You know, it, you go on the highway, you see mile markers, right? It's a mile marker. It's a milestone. You know you're going in the right direction. And that's what it is. I mean, whatever happens tomorrow night happens tomorrow night. Um, you know, am I prepared? Who knows, right? We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, still, to be nominated, to have that uh, that nomination go up on your IMDb page, it's still huge. It's still huge. I mean, how many people, how many actors uh, – how many films were submitted, you know, break down the math. Exactly. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm part of eight that were nominated out of, I don't know, a hundred movies yeah. times how many actors, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's, uh, it, it feels good just to be nominated. It's humbling to be nominated. 
And uh, like I said, we got a uh, last look about four nominations. And that's Katie's first written work, yeah. first directorial debut, well, directorial debut. And uh, it's exciting. exciting. It really well, is. Well, look, well, before we go, and when this goes out, I will link your socials. Is there anything you want to say or talk about that we haven't discussed and, and you want to bring up? No, we. I think we, I think we hit a lot. I think we hit everything. We'll wrap up here then. So, Dennis, thank you very much for coming on again. Uh, it's, it's, it's just been awesome just having a chat. It, it's my pleasure, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me again, man. I just, I appreciate you more than what you know. And I, and I really, uh, congrats on everything you've done this year. And you're Cheers, thank you. Please uh, tell your beautiful wife I said congrats as well. Thanks for having me again. It's really fun. Uh, I enjoy this. Thank you. And for people listening, yeah, just wait for either when Dennis comes over, or I go over to to Florida. He, he, he doesn't realize I've, I've got a ticket next week. So anyway, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say I'm on set? I'm booked. <laughs> oh, no. Well, look, thanks again, Dennis. And for people thank listening, you. you can get hold of me at castingviewspod at gmail.com or on Twitter, I'm at castingviews. And I know there's a lot of podcasts from which you can choose. So I thank you for listening to Casting Views. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and force.